Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 26, verse 33 through 35, and I want to show you the difference in Peter and John's lives. Because, you know, Peter said, I'm the one the Lord loves. And John said, I'm the one the Lord loves. And Peter, you know, he was quick to always say what he was going to do for the Lord. And we see in Matthew 26, verse 33, Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Surely I say to you that this night, not tomorrow, but this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all his disciples. Now you see here, Peter was boasting of his love. Peter represented the law. But now let's go down to John chapter 13, verse 23 through 26. And we're going to see a whole different picture. Because Peter represented the law. He was boasting of how much he loved Jesus. But there's a different scenario here with John in John 13, 23 through 26. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples. We know that was John, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. So here's Peter saying, John, ask him, ask him. You're closer to him than us. Ask him. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Issachar, the son of Simon. Now we see here that John represents grace. John boasts of how much Jesus loved him. John knew Jesus loved him, verse 24. Peter realized that he didn't have the closeness with Jesus that John did. When you boast of Jesus' love for you, then you receive his heartbeat. Breast represents love always in the text in the Greek. It takes the Holy Spirit to preach grace, but it doesn't take the Holy Spirit to preach the law. So we see here that John is boasting on how much God loves him. Now I want to go over to 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. And this scripture really is a scripture that changed and transformed my life forever. It's not that you love God, but it's that he loved you and became a perpetuation for your sins. Now in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, that scripture began to transform my life. That was the beginning of my steps walking toward grace because I realized it was not about me loving God. The old covenant was about me loving God and obeying Him. Under the new covenant, it's, it's about me knowing God loves me and accepting Him. See, I've got to learn to uh, accept Him. In other words, I've got to know how much He loves me because how do I love God? It's when I love you, when I'm pouring out my love. So we see Peter saying, Lord, I'll die for you. I will never deny you. Well, we know that night he denied Him. He had good intentions, Peter did. Most religious people living under the law have good intentions, but they're never going to be able to measure up because they don't know they're loved. So you've got to understand and come to grips with how much God loves you. It's not about you loving Him at all. It's about discovering how much He loves you. And if you can ever get a hold of how much He loves you, your life will be transformed. And this is what began to transform my life with this message of grace, is discovering how much God loves me. It was not that I loved Him, but that He loved me first. He loved me when I was yet a sinner, Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. It says that He demonstrated His love to me when yet I was a sinner of how much He loved me. See, that's a beautiful picture of a marvelous father that's reaching down, not angry or mad, but he loved me when yet I was a sinner. 
and he demonstrated his love to me when I was yet a sinner. See, that's the marvelous thing. There's nothing you can do to make him love you any more, and there's nothing you can do to make him love you any less. See, that's the beautiful picture of Jesus is truly and really grace because he's so full of compassion and love. He went to the cross and literally died for all the anger that the Father had because of the sin of the world. And he took on the wrath of anger. He took on the wrath of sin. And he died that you and I would be free and live free from sin for the rest of our life. That's why there's absolutely no sin in us because our spirit has been born again. It's taken on the nature and the spirit of Christ. And because of that, our spirit, there's no sin in our spirit. Now, our flesh is going to continue to to struggle. But if we'll feed our spirit, and let our spirit begin to live above the carnality of this world, we can walk in a dimension of the spirit that we've never walked in. We can see things that we've never seen. We won't be so sin conscious all the time. We'll be so God conscious of how much he loves me. If you'll notice, Paul said, I'm the, I mean, uh, John said, I'm the one he loved. Look at John's writing compared to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Everything is different in John's writing because John understood how much the Father loved him and how wonderful he is. Because you remember at the cross, where was Peter? The law. But John, grace was right there. And we see that he he said, I want you to take care of things. So we see the revelation of what's taking place here. We understand that the revelation of who he is that particular night, John Peter loved him so much, but yet he denied him. I, don't you walk with this man? I don't know who this man is. And he denied him three times. And so we understand the intimacy of how much he loves us. If we can ever get a hold of that, we'll know we're secure in his everlasting arms. And that's the beauty of grace.